Welcome back to another podcast of Road to Abundance. Today, we have Jimmy Rex. Jimmy is super successful in with his men's group right now. He used to be very successful in real estate. So welcome to the podcast, man. Happy to have you. Hey, thanks for having me on, man. Awesome. So tell us a little bit more of what you do. What is exactly a men's group? How did you uh, get to create that? And, and a little bit more about your story. Yeah, no. So, I mean, kind of backing into it, like you said, I, uh, I started in real estate and I did that for, you know, 17 years, um, was number one agent in my county for a decade straight and just sold a lot of houses, had a lot of fun with it and everything. And about four years ago, I sold the most expensive home ever in Utah at that time. It was $32.5 million. Wow. Um, you know, I, I made seven figures in less than 20 minutes and I, it kind of just hit the peak of my career and I knew I was, I knew I was done. Right? <laughs> And so at that time, I started thinking about what I wanted to do next. And I kind of started getting a little bit bigger with my podcast. I've, you know, I've been doing it for seven years now. I've got 460 episodes. And wow. about that time, I started getting some big guests on. I had, you know, Grant Cardone and Andy Frisella and some of these bigger influencers, Prince EA. And at the same time, I had a book come out. And so I had a lot of people start reaching out to me, basically just saying like, hey, man, I don't know where to go next in life. Help me with this. And 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 so I kind of leaned into that. I started kind of really putting a lot of time and effort into what I wanted to do next. And what I realized is what I do better than anybody. And, you know, I'm just blessed to be able to have this. But I have like the world's greatest group of friends. I got, you know, <laughs> 15, 20 guys that I consider just close, close best friends, like brothers to me. And, and everyone kept asking, dude, like, where do I find a group of guys like that? Like all my friends are badasses too, like, all just crushing life and doing cool things. And and so I kind of realized that part of my gift was that I'm really good at helping people connect and become friends. And so that's what I set out to do is to start basically a program um, where I could help men connect on a deep level. And uh, and that's how I formed what uh, is my coaching program now, which is called We Are The They. And we got, we've been going now for about a year and a half, 18 months, almost exactly. And I coach now about 300 men. I coach uh, over 150 women and about 25 teenagers as well. Now. Wow, that, that's beautiful, man. I do very similar work and I'm going to create a men's group uh, around the end of the year and stuff. It's very inspiring to hear somebody like you and I respect you. And that's why I wanted to have you on the podcast because I see what you're doing and the world's need that. And a really good friend that we have, uh, Nuria, she was like, you need to meet Jimmy after she came on the podcast and we're in the platinum group together. She's like, this guy reminds me of you. He's super successful. And that's when I reached out. I was like, okay, man, let's have him on, on the podcast. And what you're doing is amazing. Built a lot of good stuff. And now you're doing work that is really different. So tell me a little bit more of the backstory, like where you come from and how did you become the person that was so successful first in real estate and now with that amazing company that you're building? Yeah, I mean, I think the first thing that really helped me out, you know, when I got into real estate was in 2005. And uh, my first six months, to be honest, I didn't know what I was doing. I was failing miserably. Like I, you know, I think I sold three homes my first six months. I just didn't know what I was, didn't know. And um, I, you know, I was lucky enough to find the top mentor coach in the country at that time, a guy by the name of Mike Ferry. He's just a legend of a human. And, uh, and uh, he took me under his wing, started coaching with me. And, and by the end of that year, I'd sold 60 homes. And I just went all in, man. I just, you know, gave everything I had. I was working 70, 80 hours a week. And my second full year as an agent with one assistant sold 98 houses. And it was kind of just off to the races. And at that point, you know, I kind of started getting a lot of attention because I was doing things that nobody else was doing. And, um, and so from there, it just kind of took off. A lot of doors opened up to me. I think one of the things that's a huge advantage is if you have a lot of success at a young age, 
a lot of people want to be around you. They want to know what you're doing. They want to see what you're up to. They want to, you know, kind of have you around them as well. And so I had all these amazing relationships that were forming and, um, and, you know, I ended up getting in with some builders. And then I went, you know, at the peak of my career, I went and got my master's degree from Arizona State in real estate so that I could, you know, just know that much more than everybody else and just keep going with it. And so as it went on and on, I just kept getting these cool opportunities. And that kind of, uh, as I built my, you know, my business, uh, brought on some amazing partners that allowed me to kind of have more free time. And that's where I started dabbling with some other things, with some coaching and other things. And and then made it a very seamless uh, transition when I decided to do that. That's awesome. So from what I take from this part of your story, the, the thing that really shifted your identity from not really making it, not knowing where you're going, you did it, the shortcut of hiring a mentor that already walked the walk that you wanted to do. So you got someone successful in your industry and you just mirrored what he was doing, took lesson, took, and you were just coachable and you, you applied what he was saying. Yeah, I mean, that's, you know, I remember the first time I heard about this coach, I went to an event, it was a three-day event, and each night they would give us a homework assignment. And I remember at day one, they're teaching us, and I'm like, man, this is so good. This is all the stuff I've always wanted to know. This seems so important. And I went home that night, and I did the homework assignment, and I got like three uh, leads. And I was like, wow, that, that actually worked. Uh -huh. So the next day, I remember I, I went, and, you know, and he was explaining, he said, most of the people in coaching, if they even apply half of what we teach they average 40 to 50 home sales a year. And I'm like, what the heck? Like, how? And so I remember I was on a break and there was five or six people sitting there and they had these tags on around their neck that said that they were in the coaching program. And it was expensive. I mean, it was $1,000 a month. At the time, my mortgage payment was 900 a month. So it was more than my mortgage, you know. I had five grand to my name maybe. And so I'm like sitting there and I'm, I started talking to him and I said, hey, does this coaching work? And they all was like, oh yeah, it definitely works. And I said, well, how much of it do you guys, you know, do you do? He said, most people only do 50%. And one said like, eh, like 50%. One said like 20%. And I said, I don't get it. If it works, why don't you just do it a hundred percent? And they all kind of laughed at me, you know, like I was the idiot. And I just remember thinking like, if I go all, they're like, well, it's really hard. You know, it's not that simple. And I just remember thinking like, if I do this, if I go all in on this, I'm going a hundred percent. Like there's no other way to do this. And so when I um, signed up, I actually had to tell him to hold my credit card till I could pay it for a couple of weeks. I had a house that was going to close and I just decided to go all in, man. And so it's exactly right. You know, I mean, we can teach people all day long as a coach. I can teach these guys mindset and, you know, leadership and discipline, all these different things. But at the end of the day, you've got to do the things. And if you do, you get that benefit. And if you don't, then really nothing's going to change in your life. Yeah, man. And that that's true. Like two things I want to circle back is first. A lot of people get comfortable. That's why they, I guess they were laughing. It's like, well, if I make a hundred thousand or 200,000 a year and I, I, and I put 50% of the effort and a lot of people get comfortable because they don't have an, an enough compelling reason for the future. They're like, I'm comfortable at that. And a lot of people think they want to make a million dollar until they get to 20 K a month. And that's the zone that is comfort. It's like, you can do almost whatever you want. Kind of like if you come from no money but you're not going to be hungry for more. And you just saw like the vision, the long-term thing of like, why wouldn't I just, since I'm paying for it, I should apply it a hundred percent. And yeah, you, it's exactly right. Man. Yeah. And, and one of the things that I really like about your story and that's an excuse is probably you get this too. It's people are like, I'm not sure I have the money to invest right now. Let's say there's a coaching program for you. It was like a thousand a month. Let's say norm, normal high ticket coaching would be like starting at 5K or whatever. People are like, I'm not sure I can invest that much. And you didn't find excuses. Your mortgage was a thousand and you were ready to put a thousand a month. And 
that's one thing that people don't do. They think that they can't afford it and the situation is not perfect, but that's when they need it the most. Like, what do you think about that? Like when people say, oh, I can't afford it or I'm not ready to invest or I'll do it later. Yeah, it's so hard, man, because, you know, ultimately, and what is part of the problem is there is a lot of noise out there. There's a lot of, pro and at the end of the day, if you pick any program and you really dive in, you'll probably get something out of it. But there is a lot of bullshit out there. You know, there's a lot of noise. And so I think a lot of people are afraid of getting burned. Um, one of the reasons why I, I'm, you know, I love my program is because we have 300 testimonials now. You can go on our page and see every one of these guys getting exactly what we promised out of it. But I think the problem that so many people have is, I don't think that they're afraid it won't work. I think they're afraid it will, you know, like, what does that mean to my life? Like, what does it look like? Cause it just, a lot of people, they just want to coast through life and they, they keep it simple and easy and, and they don't really put that effort in to make those changes. But if, you know, I think for most people, it's just, it's easier to just say, ah, oh, well, you know, that's them or, you know, my circumstance is this or whatever. But when you dive all in, you kind of take away all of your own excuses. And so at that point, it's a little bit vulnerable because if you fail then, then it's you, right? Like if you go into this program, it's working for everybody else and you don't succeed, then you know you're the problem. And so I think there's a, a little bit of a fear that comes there. But I mean, it's, you know, people think well, this is like a test run or something, man. This is all we got. This is our <laughs> life. And, you know, I'm going all in on mine. And so that's what I encourage other people to do. Because here's what I, I realized at a young age, which really helped me a lot. And this was one of the most life-changing things that I ever learned is I, I when I was 21, I did a TV show and it ended up becoming the highest rated show on the local channel here on Sundays. And it was a success by all means, but I lost a lot of money actually. And then I did a meat company and it was crushing it. I had 15 employees. I had all these businesses. I had, it was growing, but then my partner stole a bunch of money when we franchised it and I ended up getting stuck with 120 grand debt and totally lost my ass. Um, you know, and then I did got into the real estate game in 2005 and I was buying all these properties and then the market collapsed and I got stuck again with all this debt. And, but from the outside looking in, like if you were to break everything down, you'd be like, Jimmy, you're a complete failure. You failed at all these different things. But that's not what happened. The perception of all the people or what was happening is everybody was like, have you seen Jimmy Rex? Like, have you seen what he's doing? This guy just has no fear. He's just willing to put himself out there. So even though these things were a quote unquote failure, the gift that I got is I got to see that even though they didn't work monetarily maybe, or they weren't, you know, this brands that lasted forever like everybody just admired that i was willing to go for it and so i started falling in love with the idea of you know the only failure is to not try yeah. the only failure is to not do anything the only failure is to die with these dreams and that's what my whole book's about is you know taking the hero's journey and like people don't regret the things they try and fail yeah. people regret the decisions they never made the business they never started the girl they never talked to that's what that's what regret looks like. And so I know very few people like, you know, no matter what it is, if you try something and fail, very few people regret having tried that thing. And, you know, maybe they regret the way they did it or the partner they had or whatever else. But ultimately, you learn so much from that, that it's almost always works out as a positive. Yeah, totally, man. I, I do agree. Like failure is just learning curve. It's either you grow from it. It's not really a failure. And you're totally right. People are scared they like to do what I call mental masturbation. It's like, I'm so good. I'm going to do all those projects. I'm going to do everything, but they don't actually do it because their fear is that if they fail, they're the only person to blame and it would expose their weaknesses that they have in their eyes. So I did that for years. I was like, I'm so smart. So whenever I say I can do something, people believe it. And they're like, oh, I see you being that big top guy. But until you do so, 
You cannot say that you failed or you didn't fail. It's like the excuses of I'll do it when I have money. I need to find partner. I need to do this. But like when you put your neck out there like you did and and same thing, I, I went bankrupt. There's a lot of things that happened that could people see as failure, but it just led me to do what I do now. And that's why I'm so good at doing it because I did all that work that maybe seems like failure, same like you, but at some point I gained so much from it. And it's 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 right. A lot of people are scared that, then they can't blame nobody. No, the coach, not the industry. It's them. They failed and they, they didn't learn from it. And now they're scared. Yeah, it's exactly right, man. You nailed it on the head right there. So what would be like, uh, tell us a little bit more, like, let's say in the group and, and stuff that like, not to tell your program out there, not to give all the gems, but like kind of what is the mindset, the frame that you think that makes a big difference for people and your best kind of advice for those people that are coming up? Yeah, now there's a couple, I call it the five pillars of my program. And I'll kind of go through them real quick so you kind of get a feel for what that looks like. But number one is you've got to take a moral stand. And this is how you make true change. This is because what people, people join coaching, they join a program because they want to change something, mm -hmm. right? Like something's off, something they want to get better, improve on or whatever. Number one is you got to take a moral stand. So whatever thing that you're out of integrity on, if that's like that you need to stop drinking or lying or cheating on your spouse or um, cheating at work or whatever it is, like the thing that you're doing that, you know, that's number one is you got to take a, make a, a moral sense to decide that you're going to be a person of integrity. And the three things I say is you got to be vulnerable, authentic, and integrity. And the reason why is because when you're not, you can't trust the love you get because every time you're celebrated, every time something good happens, you think to yourself, well, if they knew who I really was, they wouldn't love me. And yeah. so all this love that you're trying to get, you don't even accept it. You don't even know it's coming in. And so that's the first step is to, you know, basically take a moral stand. Number two is to change your behaviors. Like we know if we want a better life, we got to have better habits. Like, and so really making changes in your life, changing the behaviors, changing what you do on a daily basis, the way that you're showing up. And that's what we help people get the skills to know what to do, know how to do it. And then the third part of that is to have a, a high level of accountability and coaching, right? Like you have to have people in your world, excuse me, you have to have people that are willing to help you with that to like dive into that and so if what we have is a community of men and um you know last night i went out to dinner and i didn't even plan this the restaurant i went to there was four couples from my group that were all there having dinner together it was freaking awesome and this is a daily thing these people are getting together they're creating community right but having that high level of constant accountability is number three where you're holding each other accountable and then number four is having that community that brotherhood you're having the support group when you're doing stuff together you don't go through anything alone. I just had a guy last week, you know, he, um, his brother died and, um, he had over 50 guys reach out to him and message him and, and call him and contact him. And we started to go fund me for him and just all these different things. You have this community, you're like, shit, man, I, I'm not alone. Like people actually care. These people actually love me. And so it's a huge part of the program. And then the fifth one is you got to find a mentor, right? For me personally, I hired this year, Ed Milet is my one-on-one -on -one coach. He's been coaching me since December. He's where I want to be in 10 yeah. years. And so for me, I hired the guy that's setting the model and then I just copy what he does. And so, you know, a lot of the guys in the program, we just set up a system. We show them what it looks like, where you want to go to, and then they can follow a blueprint to get there. So that's kind of the five pillars of my program. Um, one of the th things that I do differently than anybody else out there, in my opinion, is we really, um, I think a lot of people get stuck in indecision they get stuck in fear and so i do a lot of things that are very high adventure that scare you um, on a deep level like we have them jump off this 300 foot rope cliff that's like jumping to your death and then catches you we've been skydiving we go paragliding um 
we do, uh, we've done hoppe and combo, some of these plant medicines. We've done, I've, I'm taking 70 guys to go run with the bulls in July in Spain. Um, we, you know, we went to Iceland and uh, did polar plunging and some things like that. You know, I, I took a bunch of guys last year to the Bahamas. We swam with uh, sharks in the open water with tiger sharks and hammerheads and things like that. And so we're constantly doing things to push ourselves past the point of comfortability because every time you exercise that muscle of, of pushing past fear, it's so much easier to do the next time. And so that's really, I think, one of the things that I do differently than other programs. But then we just have that community of men yeah. that really gets vulnerable and, and goes deep with each other. Yeah, community is really amazing. And that's one of the things why I, this year I did the Platinum of Tony Robin. It's to get the community. And the reason I, I love like, I, I do love to be mixed and have women and men, but the reason why I'm like you, I wanted to create a men's group at some point, it's because it's so powerful to be just with men at some point and just, it, it feels like you're an army together, like the back old day and that you're doing thing. I went to an event that we were like 130 guys and you're doing stuff and, and fire and we're doing competition on horses to catch cow and whatever, like a, a lot of stuff that like that skydiving and it just, it creates a bond and then it, Everybody want to get better and better. And it creates a healthy competition of like, uh, oh, shit, he's doing good. I better be on my shit because it's part of my brotherhood and I want to um, elevate myself. So I do really respect that. And to share a little bit of more practical tips with, with the audience, do you have like a specific routine, morning routine that you do, um, stuff like that through the years that you developed? You know, it's, it's interesting because my routines changed a lot. Um, you know, when I was building my business, it was all about effort and work and grind and things like that. And now it's all quite a bit different. So, um, you know, I always tell people the best system is the one you'll actually use. And so each person should have an individualized system. Um, I do have a system now. It's 7 a.m. every day. One of my guys, that's when I wake up just before then. One of the guys will meet me at my door. We go for a 30 to 45 minute walk, um, get into nature, um, you know, ground my feet in the grass a little bit. And then I come back, I do a stretching workout, I do some meditation, I read for a half an hour. Um, I have a cold plunge, we do that. Um, and then I do, uh, I walk uh, like uh, on my Peloton, I do 30 uh, minutes, 10% uh, incline, you know, usually three miles an hour. And it's just a really good fat burning uh, thing. So I do all that, but it's not like I'm super strict either. Like that's what I try to get done every day. But at the end of the day, I think most people get too caught up in having this strict routine. Um, for me, there's certain things I think you need to do every day. I do my affirmations. I do my um, gratitude. I do my journaling. I, I read. Those are things I think you've got to do every single day. And so I just encourage people to figure out a way to do that, incorporate it. But don't be so strict that you know, you get caught up in like, and you miss a day and you're just like, oh, my whole routine's shot to shit. No, it's like, you're doing those things to feel good. So just do it. If you miss it, do it again tomorrow and, you know, do it the best way you can for your schedule. Yeah. I, I love it, man. I love to hear that. Like I created my own gratitude journal. I, I do it every day. Uh, I do all the cold plunge, all the same routine. And it's, I love to see other men doing that type of behavior because it breaks the hustle culture that you need to just work, 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 and not take care of your mental space and your health. And a lot of men think it's not cool to do all those things when actually that's the real goal. That's 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 where get you in the mindset to do the best business. So I love it. It was the best habit, uh, either for time management or business habit that you integrated in the last year or two year that made tremendous change for you. 
Uh, these daily walks, man, that's, uh, you know, leaving my phone down. And if I, if I don't have one of the guys to meet me that day, I go do it myself. But that's by far the, the game changer. You know, for me, I just worked so hard. My mind's always full of ideas and thoughts. Like I have no problem being motivated to work. Like my problem's the opposite is slowing down and taking that time for me. And so, you know, just really trying not to fill up my schedule with stuff just for the sake of filling it up, um, taking time to just sit um, two or three times a week now, I'll go into nature for two hours at a time and just sit there. Um, I have a relationship coach that, uh, has been encouraging me to do that. And that's been super helpful as well. And so for me, that's really been the, the biggest changes in me over the last few years, just taking a lot more time to me and it feels uncomfortable. I feel like I'm letting people down. I feel like I should be working harder. I feel like I should be connecting with people. I feel like I should be making sure everyone's okay. And ultimately, um, just pulling that back and really just being grounded in myself has been, you know, and it's been really fun to do and uh, made a huge difference for me. Yeah, because you come back way well rested and your ideas are clear. Your mind is as pure clarity after you do it in nature. So you're super grounded and it's like two hours of kind of meditation or you do you close your eyes like or you just connect with nature and just go let your thoughts go. Yeah, just, so just not have my phone with me and just literally sit there. I have to fight off the boredom. I have to fight off the urge to leave. I have to fight off the urge to go work. The urge, you know, ideas will come to me and sometimes I'll journal them and stuff. But um, it's hard for me, actually. It's super hard. And, but it's helping me to just be, you know, just be more calm and just be. Yeah. One thing that you could try um, is the four day of darkness. If ever you're interested in that stuff, you go four day in the dark, no phone, no nothing. And it's just your mind. And it's yeah. So I actually signed up for it last year. I was going to go do it up in Oregon. I was, you know, I'm friends with Aubrey Marcus and he had told me about it. And so I was going to do it. The problem was, is I booked it to do it last June. And I was like, I, as it was coming up, I was kind of like, what the hell is my problem? I'm not going to do this. I live in Utah. We only have like four good months out of the year where it's super nice. I was like, I'm going to go do this in January or February when it's shit here in Utah. And um, the truth is, is I'm a little intimidated still to do it, but it's definitely, I mean, I've paid for it. I can go do it whenever <laughs> I've got my, uh, I got it set up. So I just got to decide when I'm going to go do yeah, that. If you're into psychedelic and stuff like that, I just came back from a retreat. I did Ibogaine and Bufo. Um, Ibogaine is a different beast, man. If you want to try it, I'll send you the info. It's like changed my life. Like I did, so I do a lot of psilocybin journey, like a lot, like for spirituality and stuff. I tried other stuff, but Ibogaine was next level up there so it could get you ready for the four days in the dark because yeah that one could be intimidating you're with yourself alone it's it's i know crazy. yeah i mean i've done i've done uh i've done bufo but i've never done ibogaine and it, that's the one that helps you get off like heroin and shit yeah right? so there's a new study that is coming out for people like because it's it's known for addiction and uh trauma and ptsd and all that stuff but actually it does really rewire your brain. It was the first time that was on when I was on a psychedelic that I could feel my whole brain being rewired like in a positive way. And it did, I feel tremendous change for it. And yeah, it's recognized for that. But now with Andrew Uberman and all the biggest name in the industry, they're coming out with a new study that it helps everybody just purely to change your mind, uh, activate all the neurotransmitter, like all the connection, neuroplasticity. So it's super cool. It's a, it's a big trip. It's like 12 hours. So yeah, man. Yeah, no, I've, I've, you know, I, I try not to journey just a journey, but it's obviously the part of me that's a curious soul. I, I want to try everything. And so I'm, I'm interested. I'll say that, you know, but I, I it has to call me. Like when yeah. I decided I was going to do ayahuasca, 
it took me two years before I felt called to actually go and do yeah. it. And so I just want to always respect that. But yeah, man, that's cool. I, uh, I, I commend you because that's a full <laughs> That sure. That's the best way to do it. Instead of just chasing it, it's, I wait that I have the calling. I'm just like you. Do you, um, do you eat, eat super healthy? What's your supplement routine or like you're kind of like, um, yeah, I mean, I have I have an executive assistant that's also a chef, so he makes me a steak every day for lunch. Um, <laughs> that's cool. For, yeah, you know, and for breakfast, I do muscle egg and like you know athletic greens, and so I have a pretty healthy start to my day. Um, usually, if it gets away from me, it's midday snacking, or if I go out to eat at a restaurant, you know, like last night went out and you know we had I had steak again, but I you know had some of the chips and salsa and had some of the dessert and things like that, but. Um, I, I try to play red light, green light. You know, there's a level of fitness and, and health that I still haven't gotten to. But um, I, about 90% of the time, I, I'm pretty healthy and, you know, I feel good, look good. And um, that other 10% will come with time. But I, I also just love food. I love to be out. I love to be social. I love to connect. And so um, at this point, I don't have anything crazy that, you know, you don't hear every day with different influencers. But I just, you know, pay attention to my body. If I'm feeling good, I mean, I have good energy. I, I feel great today. You know, I woke up and did my cold plunge and, you know, got, got myself in the right state of mind. But so I just kind of kind of listen to myself. I purposely don't have any snacks in my house. None because I'll eat yeah. them. Um, <laughs> I literally, I don't have we'll any junk food in my house. I'll be my cheating house, on the diet. My house is boring <laughs> as hell, you know. And so anyway, but that's kind of what I would say is kind of my health routine. That's awesome, man. And what's your top three book like for, for readers out there? I know when I was listening to podcasts, I always love to hear people like you that are very successful to give some, some books, like some people like to read and, and, and getting started there. Yeah, man. So a uh, number one book, uh, best book ever written for men is called the way the superior man. Yeah. David Data. Um, nothing, nothing compares. Yeah. I hired him as my one-on-one coach two years ago and had a chance to work with him and he's incredible. Um, every man should read that book. Yeah. Uh, yearly, honestly. Um, the second book I would say is, um, I mean, I'm kind of boring, dude. These are books that everybody's read a million times, but you know, like think and grow rich. Yeah. I mean, it just never gets, I think one of the problems we have in society today is there's so much noise and there's so many avenues for people to get information. But, um, then the third one I, I would recommend is my book. It's called you end up where you're heading the hidden dangers of living a safe life. And you can get it on Amazon, but um, yeah. I love it, man. It's a, that book takes you through the hero's journey. So it's the, really shows you repeat how, the title, is The Hidden Way. So it's called You End Up Where You're Heading. And then the subtitle is The Hidden Dangers of Living a Safe Life. Awesome. That That's amazing. And what is what would be, let's say, for the way of, of your, the superior man, what is the one takeaway that would be the most powerful for you. I have it right there. It's the book that I recommend to any men that want to get in a healthy relationship and also be a, a superior man, like want to be a best version of themselves. Because a lot of men, um, like I see you're very balanced. You're just like me and all that stuff. And it, it's beautiful to see men standing up and leading by example. Uh, and that book did change a lot of my perspective. So what is the one thing that you took that it's like you must know that for, from the book? Yeah, I think the number one thing um, that I take away from, I mean, there's so many, but one of them is, you know, as men, we tend to think like once this happens, then life will be easy, right? Like once I'm out of school, once I have my degree, once I have the job, once I'm married, and the truth is, is it never gets easier because whatever level you get to, there's always another one because you have to keep growing and um, to be fulfilled. And I think, 
he explains it really well with women. You know, guys always want their woman to be easier, but the truth is it never will be. It's supposed to be that challenge because that's calling each other to another level and another level. And so quit wishing it was easier. It's just never going to be. It's not how it's supposed to be. And so you're ne it's never going to be easy. It just, it's going to always be levels of the game. And um, the mistake that men think is to think it should be easier. Awesome. And for your book, give us the one takeaway that is your favorite. I know that must be a lot of gem in there. So people should read it for sure. But the one thing that is your favorite. Yeah, man, I think it's just, you know, uh, we are the hero of our own story. Um, no one's coming to save you. Uh, you know, we too often in life, people really the whole thing is people have these regrets. And, you know, if I could say one thing about it is, is you know, in the book, we really do a good job of showing you like people don't regret at the end of their life the things they tried. Yeah. They don't regret the things they did. They regret the things they didn't do. And it really just takes you through that path of showing you why it's so important to live that way and the rewards that come on the other side of doing that. Awesome. And one, one question I have for you. Uh, do you believe you can create your own reality that you can manifest whatever you want? Like you believe in the law of attraction and that you're the only person to blame for not having the life that you want? Yeah, I mean, we all are the designers of our own life. You know, it's not that simple. A lot of it's subconscious level. But I think we all have the exact amount of money we think we're worth uh, or we deserve. We all have the life we think we deserve subconsciously, right? Um, but bringing those things into your conscious mind is one of the most important things that you can do. And, uh, you know, I can't say I want to be a, the best basketball player ever. And it's going to happen. Yeah. So it's not like you can just get whatever you want. But ultimately, when you get clarity on what it is that you truly are here to do, what your purpose is, then you can go about making that happen. Absolutely. Awesome. And I love it. Is there any question that I didn't ask that you want to talk about a final word, something you want to say to people like either business advice, life advice, anything like to finish the podcast with? Yeah, man, I, I'll tell you one quick thing. You know, when I got my group together for the first time, we played this exercise where we all get in a circle and I read a series of 40 questions. And if it applies to you, you step in the circle. And the purpose of this game is we all think men think they're all suffering alone, right? I mean, one in six men doesn't have a single close friend. Uh, 56% of men don't have more than one close friend. I mean, it's just most men are struggling to find community and to find those close relationships. And they think they're going through it alone. And they are, but they don't have to. And, and you know, I asked one of the questions I asked, I started out with like, if you, you know, if you're, one of your parents passed away, step in the circle. If you've been divorced, step in the circle. If you've ever been, you know, abused physically or sexually, step in the circle. And it kind of just all these different questions. And one of them I ask is if you feel alone often, please step in the circle. You have 50 guys in the circle, married, single, old, young, all in between. And, you know, 95% of the men will step into the circle. And so what I just tell the guys is, You know, look, dude, if you're out there and you're suffering alone, you don't have to. You know, you're probably just off a little bit. But if you've ever been hiking and you get off the path even a tiny bit, everything becomes a challenge. Everything's hurting you. It's screwing you up. It's cutting yeah. you up. And if you just find that path and you find people that are over there, that community, everything's so much easier. You can look over at the same thing that was frustrating you and all you see is the beauty of the trees and the bushes. And so I just encourage men everywhere, if this is calling to you, if this sounds like something you're interested in, hit me up. You know, we're open right now. My group, uh, again, it's called We Are The They. Uh, Wattmovement.com is our website. And would love to bring you into our community and, and show you that there's a better way to do it. Awesome, man. I respect everything you do. Thank you for coming, sharing some knowledge with people. And guys, if you're interested in being coached with Jimmy, just reach out to him. I'll put his IG and all his info in the link of the podcast. And thanks for joining us, brother. I do appreciate your time. Mike, appreciate you, man. Have a great guys, day. Guys, I'll see you in the end of the podcast. Thanks for listening.